us correct. Wait, 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 wait. You're not letting me finish, bro. This is how you become bulletproof. 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 He's so close to the edge. I don't want to even push that guy. Anyway. Hey. Okay, well, Dwight, you have your guardrails, okay? You gotta it's between Rain Man and Simple Jack. You can't you gotta you gotta walk that are Tuesday to Tuesday when I get on this podcast. That's when I get told how my marketing team is doing. I love that. Oh, no, no, listen, God. I like it. For those that this haven't is checked feedback. it out, yeah, this go is to just Dr. Hey. Pakora Instagram and leave a comment <laughs> if you think he's on the right track or not. I like no. it. I'm not hating. I like it. Uh, or, uh, you're a handsome man and you're you're looking good so you got to go with family, your gift more family. and you're deep Deadly in thought handsome. you're deep in thought on a lot of those ponderings of uh questioning we life up, we better be talking about some of the things no, we are we are uh, yeah, no, i was gonna say i want to know what you were thinking what that's you were right. writing down that's Why don't we that's talk? gonna be important shit it's gotta be that's how we change the world Dwight, the good news is you're about to get a lot more new followers on your uh insta yeah. page so there it's you go at, drpakora.com or oh at drpakora on Instagram. Sorry. And you know it's, what that will get you? That yeah, will get right. you a spot on the next bachelor. That's right. A lot more, a lot ask, more dentist. Peter. Peter's been on that, right? Peter, yeah. weren't you on the, unless if he runs into another wall, he'll be back on it. Yeah, that's right. I no, I did not make it Craig. That's a whole, that's a story for another time. That's a, I don't know. A 2008 story. We always okay. have, have time for your stories. Peter. No, no, yeah. no one. Hey, you know what? I, I heard, I heard an expression recently. No one cares about your dumbass life. Let's move on. Right. And no one cares about my dumbass life. But just, Let's just, just be move. honest guys, before we move on, this is a handsome looking guy right there. Okay. <laughs> He's a Dwight, you look man. good. You look good. It's a good suit. Mm-hmm. You're fit. Come on. You go yep. with it. Just walk those guardrails. Walk, walk. That's- you are my guardrails, Craig, and I love that. I love. I appreciate you. it. Yes. I love you too, like, bud. Let's go like into you some said, of the, the Tuesday guardrails. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's. Uh, so today, what we're going to talk about, and it's going to be fascinating. I don't know where this this topic, where I thought of this, but it was. You know what? I think I got it from honestly. So I listened to that podcast, My First Million, and they had like this brainstorming idea of business ideas, and it would be cool if this and this, and they just sat there and they brainstormed like. We should do this software and and someone should do this. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if like, cause I think about this stuff all the time for, and maybe I'm just the oddball out, but I think about like just innovative innovation in the practice and marketing and some things I've fallen completely flat on, right. It has been a colossal waste of time and money and other things. I'm like, okay, little traction. And some, you know, obviously I'll be a much smaller number have been home runs and holy shit, you know? So but I think this is the Petri dish in which we live. And so I said, guys, the topic of today is crazy ideas that you want to try in your practice as the, as the test kitchen, but, but, and if time or money wasn't an option, and obviously there has to be in this, in the, in the realm of possible, right? It has to be like, you can't just like pie in the sky, like, Oh, I'd open a million retail locations or something stupid. It would be something that you could, we could see you doing in, in time. And so why I like this pod, why I like this is because it's probably someone listening is probably not going to get the idea. Oh, I'm going to go do exactly what they just said. Who knows? They might, but they may do their own rendering of, you know what? That's great for my market, my mark, whatever, you know, the dentist I have or the market I serve or whatever. And they may be able to ideate something from this. And if you do, we'd love to hear about it. Okay. Dwight. So you did your homework. Craig's doing it right now. Dwight did his homework and 
and uh, Trey, I, I'm uncertain if I had to guess where you were on it, I'd say you probably did it in lunch, but Dwight, Dwight as my prepper, Dwight, probably you were the, probably the kid in dental school who blew the curve. I'm guessing. Were you, were you that front guy? Row. Were you the Here's gunner? Front row kid. Were you Fun, the gunner? Funny Dwight? Enough, I caught him. I caught Dwight when he was prepping for this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, Craig. let's go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, if you're not watching this on video and you're <laughs> listening to us, uh, it's probably a good thing. But now, this is Craig is on a roll today, and I, you should enjoy no, it's it. It's just too much caffeine. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> I love it. Hey, Docs. How many times have you gone to a meeting only to come home to be served with a bunch of friction on all the things that you learned, right? The team didn't participate in the education that you got. Therefore, now you're coming home, and the team is saying, Hey, just give them till Thursday, it'll go away. So why not flip that on its head, right? Why don't you bring your team to the Bulletproof Summit? It's gonna be in June 14th and 15th, where you're gonna learn and innovate with your team. You're gonna create massive alignment, and it, I promise you it's where the rubber is gonna meet the road. So join us again, bulletproofsummit.com, and we'll see you this summer. All right, so Dwight, yeah. or Trey. Trey, I didn't give you a chance to, I need to give you a rebuttal. Dude, oh, no, you're you... spot on. I, I wing it. I got my ideas. Lunchtime okay. happens. I get all okay. my shit straight. Lunch, there uh, you go. I, I, see, see, I'm no dummy. No dummy. All right, no. Dwight, you had some great some great feedback. Do you want to start this out? Because you have five, and I'm not sure we're going to get to those. Yeah. But all of them. But, like, let's start out with your eight, Start out with your ace in the hole, the one thing that people are going to be like, damn, I am going to follow him because he is smart as a mofo. <laughs> Um. All right, I did make a little list, so I'm kind of interested because I'm looking through our little chat. Um, <clears throat> I think I do wish that I could expand the like. I've always been a passion passion person for the revenue rundle uh, that you know mm. gym memberships have and things of that nature. The thing and that I Galloway wanted, talks about all the time. Yeah, and I always mm -hmm. wanted to get to the point where I was like. Hey, a basis of my monthly income came from a very stable point of membership, right? And I always wanted to think if I could take customer service and that revenue rundle and take it to a whole other level. So I thought, you know, if I could, what I mean by that for those so who are the DAS model, dentistry I, as a service. Correct. And the sense Got of, like, well, saying, I'm going to coin that. I'm going to, that's my, that's mine. No, it's mine. It's mine, Craig. I know, but I love that. I want to say that. Das. You want to say DAS? The DAS well, model. Can I be the king? So Dwight's going to be the king of DAS, like David Sachs? <laughs> I could go so many ways. So the concept would be is like most people have like a clear membership program or mm. other membership programs. But I wish that I could have, I don't know, the testicular fortitude to just be like, hey, let's just go all out and say, I'm going to send you your all your kind of your hygiene stuff to your house, not just, you know, kind of getting to the point where the membership meant you didn't just get discounts, but that also meant you got all your supplies at your house. You went through that. You got your marketing stuff. You got your t-shirt. What your would be the analogy that swag. you've seen outside of dentistry? What would be the analogy uh, business model? Oh my goodness. Pretty much every other industry does stuff like that, but let's see uh, like a birch box or like a like something that's sent to your house in subscription plus service right. like so it's products plus service right to mm. to where you get to the point where it's like additional services and then on top of that it also reminds you you're kind of due for your bleaching or you're kind of due for this and it gives you a little you know support coupon or something like that to come on along 
But the idea mm. is, is that you're constantly in their life and you're constantly a part of their, you know, so the second that they see somebody up there that says, oh, I can do your implant for, for, you know, 1299. Right. And they're like, well, this is my, I'm really tethered to this practice. Right. And they send me my stuff. They send me my toothbrush, my toothpaste, my everything, my floss. It's kind of part, this is just who we are, right? You're, I'm connected to them and how that would create something. I think that would be fun to get to that point at some point in time. I understand that it's a lot of procurement methods and a lot of kind of distribution, things like yeah, that. Yeah, but look, it, Dwight, if we've learned anything from from software, right? And I think, believe it or not, the private equity market, they think of dentistry now as a technology platform. That's how they're envisioning. And you know, you're shaking your head, right? And so the next tier up from that, right? The holy grail for private equity investments, why software gets based on 18 times top line revenue, not profits, is because subscription model, right? The subscription, the recurring rundle that you're talking about. So mm -hmm. I think you're onto something here, but I think you could beta that into a small, you would probably have to be the chief salesperson, if you will, uh, right. for, you know, uh, uh, for your clients, like, Hey, I'm opening this up to 25 people. Right. Almost like a black Amex kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, and you know, what's interesting is I also bring this up because when I was at the all in summit in California, I was sitting at, you know, I was at one of the parties and I interacted with some of these distribution companies that mm -hmm. they were there having fun or whatever. And they were like, no, you know, cause I told them, I was like, I hate all the stuff we have to inventory. Like, you know, Pete, like, electric toothbrushes or the mm -hmm. t-shirt or all the stuff, right? And he's like, yeah, you shouldn't have to do any of that. What our clients do is they just send us a spreadsheet of the addresses and we box it all up, set it all up and send it to your clients for you. So it never touches your, you know, your, your system. And he, he was like, this is what we do. Like if you apply and you get accepted at UCLA or UT uh, Austin or something like that. Like, you know, you get this box in the mail. And so they just get, you know, all those are clients of theirs. So we were talking about Baylor university because that's where I went. And he said, when they get accepted, they get this giant box. And we just get a spreadsheet of everybody and all their addresses and we send everything for them. So there's no inventory, there's no management, no procurement. It's all done in one fell swoop. So it makes it attainable. I don't have to hire people on my team or pull them away from their regular jobs to do these things. And this is where it started to spur my mind when you sent this was related to that conversation I had in, at the All In Summit. I love it. Dwight, That's I think that's really good. Trey, you want to go next or you want me to? So I'm going to go a different direction for technology. Please. Which probably will spawn technology uh, down the road. But yeah. I want to go completely front desk, admin, nobody. It's a, ah. we are walk, And then I'm going to, I'm going to take this even what further. That, what was that noise? <laughs> that was I scary. Are you in pain? That was that was from the Dwight with the suit, reading the book, sitting sure. at the park. Wait, well, uh, so I want to even I want to go down to uh, you talk about streamlining a you know with iteration everything gets better. As I take my model and move it forward, and you look at how do you streamline it? What if you took the model that is almost a one way gig? They walk in, they check themselves in. You're met at the door by your provider. The provider takes you back all the way through there. It's a one way deal out the back door, and there is no one else. That's all it is. That's what I'm hmm. into. I love this facility. And then I'm going to do it on every corner so no one can come in any neighborhood near me whatsoever. I love this okay. new, uh, angry, so uh, passionate. 
tray we've got. So self-service <laughs> versus the, the human touch. It says still remarkab- human touch. Remarkably, 84% say they like surf serving uh, self-serve kiosk, and 60% opted this approach to avoid social interaction. I'm reading this from uh, from a an article here. So do you think COVID made us this way, Trey? Uh, actually, there were studies with that prior to COVID. Same thing. Yeah. COVID made it worse. So did you? So you're saying an iPad check in, a, a a receptionless front office. Am I am I saying that correctly? That's correct. Okay. Why? Okay. I why have you seen this done successful? Uh, there is an orthodontist, old school guy here in Houston, who a long time ago basically had a one way office where you pulled your own chart when you walked in. Wow. Walked That's a in a violation all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Down. You yeah. thumb through everybody in your name. Thumb through first. everyone else's. And, yeah. All the yeah. bees yeah. before you get to bowl. You just them. go through everyone's and then, and then you find your friends to see what they <laughs> What's did. What's Dwight wow. doing? Oh, what look at Dwight's about? photo shoot in his chart. He looks good. This does not die, this joke. This goes on for a while. (laughs) I know what it's like to be on the receiving end. This is only about six months. You'll be done soon. You go through the whole process. I mean, you basically seat yourself, do all this. You see the people, and then you put your chart back up at the end on your way out the door. I mean, it's a one-way deal. So extrapolate that out to what we have today with technology on top of it. You still have the human touch for those that need it because your provider is still there. You're You're still getting that human touch. You're just losing the actual reception the administrative portion sure and and to be honest let's let's be honest as as people who have multiple locations you look at unfortunately that position unless that person that receptionist that the front greeter has a task beyond just greeting right and checking in which is pretty simple is phones and answering phones which then so that could be accomplished with a call center so if if the person where i'm going with this tray is is that may be if people prefer that and it's more efficient, it's definitely more cost efficient from a, from a human capital perspective. For sure. Um, and it might you're right. It might be old school. Like I would not, I would not leave a business. Meaning I would not become a patron of a business, show up, and then all of a sudden be like, "What? No receptionist? I'm out of here!" And turn it right <laughs> and turn around. I would just walk up to the iPad, boop 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 boop, right? So. But I also, I'd love the fact, like, for instance, we, we like to greet people by names. <clears throat> Dentistry is a scary place. So, like, I, I, I counterbalance that, Trey, with the fact that, like, you know, I love that we stand up and say, hey, Karen, it's nice to finally meet you kind of thing, right? So, yeah. here's, the, here's the rebuttal to that. Okay. You do, you do. Because one provider is in charge of their column. I know who's coming to my schedule mm. at 8 o'clock. I can meet them at the front door. Go ahead and sign in right there, and I'll walk you right back to the room. So you still have a greeter, but the greeter is your provider. Trey, I think history will prove you very correct on this. Very correct. I think that this, unfortunately, unfortunately, is the migration towards efficiency. Uh, And I think people have spoken. And I think as we try to be lean and mean, this will become the norm. Um, But think of it from a business aspect. You can make your supplies better, but only to a point. You right. can make your lab better, but only to a point. Your administrative costs can only go down so far. But what you can absolutely still do is make your people more productive or use less of them. Let me tell you something, though, bud. You, you are pot committed in this scenario, meaning when you fabricate an office, 
right? If, for a poker analogy, Dwight, you get that from the all in. You're pot committed on this, meaning there's no turning yeah. back. You build an office this way, it'd be really hard to retrofit it with a reception desk. That's correct. So you are committed to this. So I so would love on. to see it. And actually, if you're taking investment, I will take, I will invest in this hypothesis because I would right. like to see it. I love As it. As a seed round investor, though. I want to give thought to this, though, because I 100% agree. This is one of my, <clears> like, I think digital check-in and check-out is the direct, I think that quality of patient care and attention to patients that are in care is the priority, but the processing, every single one, most of our patients, I remember when we started like the parking lot check-in and this and that, like mm -hmm. everybody loved it. They thought right. it was the greatest thing ever, like that they could check in, get all their stuff put in. They didn't have to deal with other people and deal with the volume of it. Do we have some older population that comes in? Yeah. Someone Let's check in with our resident boomer. Craig, what do you think about this? <laughs> what do you think well, about this? I think, listen, old man. I think, uh, you know, the caution that the tale of smile direct club speaks a lot. Obviously it went up in flames, <clears throat> but what surprised me and I think surprised most of us is that there was $700 million worth of orthodontics that they did. They were forecast to become a $7 billion company. I know when they launched, I'm like, there's no one going to want, everybody wants to see the dentist. Everybody wants an orthodontist. Everybody wants this. And the funny thing is at the time that SDC comes out, the American Academy of Orthodontics is really spending tons of money on like, hey, don't trust your smile to a dentist. You got to call an orthodontist. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's like how Target and Walmart were like fighting for market share. And then Amazon comes over and breaks both of their asses. I so, don't see the, I don't see the yeah, applicability here. I'm, I'm saying it. So what I, what I realized is that the average consumer does not value the dentist relationship as much as I thought. And uh, okay. therefore, if they don't value the dentist, they sure as hell don't value the receptionist. Oh, yeah. Um, but but I do think drawing parallels. Oh, so you are a fan of this potentially? Well, I, I I am, but I think we're 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 being a little bit broad here because I think <laughs> when we're when you talk about Wawa and Starbucks, yes, I don't want to have to repeat three times flat white with regular milk. By regular, mean I whole milk. I'd rather just freaking select it on my app. You know, because yeah. there's a speech thing, there might be a language barrier, there's all this stuff. I just want to order Wawa or Starbucks on my app. It's much more efficient because it's more predictable. It's not that I don't like human interaction, human interactions. The part where I think we're going to lose ground is most people have a fear of dentistry. It's a very common fear up with like public speaking. So I think that at the end of this efficient thing, there needs to still be a highly successful and curated relationship with a trusted provider. So I, while I agree with Dwight and Trey or whoever was saying it, Peter, that you, we need to speed up the point to get to the appointment. Once the appointment happens, it's, it, you're not going to be able to replace that with any other automation. You have to still have that trusted relationship. Well, that, but that's protected in this because you still have the human interaction from the provider themselves. So you're not replacing with a robot. You still have someone working on you, bullshitting with you, talking to you about what you did this weekend and all that kind of, all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Kavika? Can I, can <clears throat> I go next? <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll talk to the, we'll let's, let's hand over to the resident egotistical insecure jackass. Yeah, the dictator. <laughs> Whoa. The dictator. Whoa. That was this is I know, I know. Hey, I was, that, that, that was self-quick. 
Oh, wow. No, no. Hey, you hear why it is that this topic even came up, which is, you know, what what it is that Pete's about to tell us about. So let's go. No, because because it's all self-serving. And he's also going to request a no, scene. No, 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 to quote my favorite doctor, Dr. Bolden, settle down, big dummy. <laughs> I clicked on the link you gave me for the podcast. Yeah, that was the wrong one, you dummy. Are we ready we to get back Peter. to brass tacks or not? Yes, yes, yes. All right, I'm here Peter, to talk. What is your idea uh, that is uh, transformation? Well, mine's a little bit, look, again, it was outside the box, innovative, a little crazy, right? So one of the things that I have perpetually, I'd say one of the things that keeps me up at night regarding the dental practice is attrition. Okay. And the, and the, and the way in which you can recapture. Okay. Uh, and so a lot of people, a don't even know their back door is open, right? So they know their new patients are 200. They don't know that, that their back door is, you know, their attrition is 210. So their net growth is negative 10, right? So this is the thing that keeps me up and it is hard because patients move, they become inactive, they pass away, they, they leave, they forget. We, things fall through the cracks. Okay. So process that for a second, right? I'm sure you guys are like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the most beautiful word in, in the English language is Dwight is Craig is Trey, right? To every, to everyone. So everyone loves to hear their name. <clears throat> so I'm going to take you on just a little bit of a journey. Have you guys that, that platform called Bonjoro? And, and, and just hear me out on this extrapolation. I bought a book once actually from the guy built to sell. I bought a book. I bought his book. Um, moments later, I got a video and it was from him. And it was a five second video, not moments later, but let's call it a day. Or I signed up for something moments later, it was a day. And he said, Hey, Peter, thanks for buying my book. Hope you, hope you really enjoy it. Boom. I said, wait a second. That, did that dude just say my name? Holy shit. Of which I was so blown away by that, that I was compelled to buy every other little thing that that guy has ever sold. And since the dawn of time, my point is, is that if, 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 so we have relationships in dentistry, usually from the provider, I would say that the strongest relationships in dentistry are born from the hygienist assistant with then second to the dentist, the dentist, I would say, like Craig, you were saying is probably the least, uh, one that we have rapport with and don't, don't, don't curse me if, if that's not the way it is in your practice. I'm just saying as a whole, this is what we hear. Would you guys agree? Yeah, agreed. Okay. So imagine this for a second. <laughs> the technology is existing where we have seen the evidence of deep fakes, right? We saw it in the, the Taylor Swift stuff recently with her, the, I think it was like someone made nudes of her, right? But it's a video deep fake. So no one has time, right? Our providers do not have time to sit around and say, let me just, let me just send videos to people and, and ask them to come back to the practice. Hey, what are you doing, Mrs. Jones? Whatever. Well, we have the technology on our, our patient management software will tell us eventually where a patient is coming inactive. We also have a technology that says you could create a synthetic avatar of your provider that could then insert, hey, Karen, we haven't seen you in a while, right? And, and right now it's a little hokey, but it will get better and better. It'll get to the point where you won't be able to interpret. 
But if I had gotten a video from a doctor I hadn't seen in two years or a hygienist that I hadn't seen two years, like, hey, Peter, I was just thinking about you as I was going through my charts. Haven't seen you in a long time. Hope you're being taken care of. If you're not, make sure to click the button below. Hope you're well. Bye-bye. Right? Love it. And if Love this it. could be automated, I <clears throat> talk to people about this in the technology space of dentistry. I'm like, you figure this out. This is the holy grail of, 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 of keeping people retained in your practice. Because Trey, to your point of convenience and people opt for this, they also want to feel heard, their name. They want to feel not an individual. They don't they want to, I'm sorry. Yeah. They, they want, want to still feel, feel special. Yes. And so, but, but like at scale, this is almost impossible to do. If I were to task my hygienist and say, Hey, reach out to these 200 people that you have going inactive with video, she'd be like, what? Not, not going to so happen. This yeah. is cool. Have you, have you played with Synthesia at yeah, all? Yeah, I was just about, so Trey, pause that for a second. You're just saying that ready. Watch what up, watch what's on my screen behind, behind the scenes. Behind door number one. Behind door number oh, one. Synthesia. Oh shit right? is Synthesia. And so the tech exists to do this today. What it does not, what is not connected is the API of dental software. The PMS, yeah. And the, and the PMS of, of Synthesia. Um, I know the PMS but you can of the, the upload yeah. yourself. You can upload, that's avatar. what I'm saying. You could do this and, and do it and you could copy and paste the yep. script. But here's the deal, Trey. It'd be outside of the PMS platform, which means to me that that's another clunky step in communication. So integration, integration yep. would be the, I tell, I tell, you know, I talked to kind of CareStack as I moved to them and I kind of, uh, you know, advise for them and help them out on things that we're seeing on our side. And I was like, if you figure this out, this is the holy grail because they are huge into AI on that platform. I'm like, you figure this out. This is a game motherfucking changer. Yep. The right. automation think, you would I have from this that would be with that integration would be so unbelievable. I think, I think that's, I agree. Holy grail. Well, I, I think this is the first time a practice management system, uh, software has ever consulted with a dentist th this moment. Because Ever. the way these are designed, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, what, where like, are so, you, wh what are you designing? So, so what do you congratulations. do? That's awesome. So that's, uh, yeah, I thought about this, man. And I'm like, you know, and, and honestly, I got to tell you guys, I have, I have stubbed my toes so many times. I'm like, well, I'll do it. I'll just figure it out. And I've wasted time and money only to arrive at, you know, not being able to do it because I don't have the technical prowess. And it, so I've identified stay in my lane of ideas and try to find the right person, right? A who, not how. Who, not how. Yeah. And so I'm putting it out there because honestly, I don't really give a shit if I get credit for this. I just want it to exist so that I can deploy at scale inside the, you know, the, our, our practices. And the as people fun, who adopt this tick. Yeah, go ahead, Trey. As a, as a fun thing to use Synthesia for, that is actually possible now that most dentists won't have. I, I played with Synthesia. I didn't upload myself because I was too lazy. I picked one of their avatars that I thought looked presentable. <laughs> I, I took a script. Basically, I filmed myself uh, talking about one of my sound bites when I'm teaching somebody or talking about something. I filmed it, transcribed it, Uploaded it to Synthesia. I developed the background that I like. And all you do is click go and you have someone that just created the entire video for you of the training aspect. Awesome if you film yourself as the avatar, but you can do an entire trainual, so trainual. to speak, out of this. Yeah, you can do a whole module awesome. of, of training on this and create videos. Boom, 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 boom. You're right. Nonstop. Trey. Yeah. 
But and just that's for the, what, I was going to say, just as a fun tip, the English accent is a little bit better than the American accent. Ooh. Sounds less, sounds less robotic. Hmm. Wow. Well, look, we've seen that the half-life of technology, right? You know, things get in six months, if it's good now, it's going to be four times better in six months from now. Yep. We know that in tech. And so this will be done. Someone will crack the code. Um, but can you please hurry so that so that the four of us can uh, can put it inside of our practices? <laughs> so we can use your shit. <laughs> so, so we can have first mover advantage, please. Yeah. Call us. Call us call first. Us. Okay. Craig, you are up. God, I'd hate to follow that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would if I were you. If, if I were you too, I would hate to. I, I would hate that, you know, because you're not as dynamic. So, you know, the topic is it's been so long winded and self serving. I actually forgot the actual question, but um, I think it was what I'd like to see in my practice. Um, Where have you been for the past twenty seven minutes? You don't know what we're doing. Yeah, you know, you guys get into, into your places of uh, no. I mean, listen. Oh my god, have you been checking email, Craig? Craig's invented the vision printer for yes, yes. The, the dot, the dot print. matrix printer. If someone could only I don't have to tear the about, sides off. Imagine not having to go to the bank. The, uh, bear with me, guys. Bear with me. Imagine a telephone that also has a camera. <laughs> Just skip me. I don't. I don't. Oh, listen. Not skip you. No. I no. You had a you had an assignment, and as as the secondary podcast host, you have an obligation to the audience. Uh, I'm a, I'm a tertiary at this point. <laughs> no, I'm so entertaining. Hmm. All right, all can right, you, we're gonna can, skip can, you, God, yeah. Lee, Dwight. No, just Dwight. repeat the, repeat the damn question if you don't mind. Just ask, ask me a Craig, question. Yes, Craig. Yes. If if time or money was no object, and if you had to sit around and innovate your most creative ideas that you would want to deploy in your test kitchen called Spodak Dental, what have you been yearning to do, but haven't really had, as Dwight says, the balls, but he says testicular fortitude, the balls to do? So what I would, what if I had a magic wand and could fix a problem, in, in dentistry, I would actually approach it at the other end of it. I would devise um, a way. He's always on the anus end. Yeah, I would want to devise a way. Uranus. To yeah. fix the issue of consolidation. I'd want to devise the better mousetrap. If I could have my legacy or my one um, thing to fix would be how to have dentists win and not be in this binary situation where like you have to go at it alone or you have to hang up your hat and act. Craig, and this was it. not the assignment. I know, but you're asking me a broad question. I'm giving you a broad answer outside the box. You can't, you can't, I mean, in my practice, what's the one thing yeah. in my practice? Yeah. I like, I like, I like the set, the DAS model. I think it's a wonderful thing. Okay. I love right. the automation. I love that. I mean, I, I have, you well, know, that's what I'm doing. That's what a that's business- what you want for dentistry. And I get it. I feel like that's good. And I want to come back to that. Actually, let's put a pin in that. So Dwight, since you're, since you, you are chock full of ideas on the pertinent assignment, please go to number two. <laughs> I'm being scolded by the freaking teacher. Well, you know, <laughs> it happens sometimes. We all get it. Uh, <sighs> another one that I had was, um, 
I'm I'm a big believer, and I know y'all are too, in incentivization of the team for results. Meaning, the majority of the reason, like if you ask most of my team, you know, their base pay might be lower than what most base pay is, but their final pay because of the incentive structures we have is higher than anybody else gets in the general area, right? It's and that's that's what helps a business maintain growth and maintain, you know, in the ups and downs, just consistent growth. And so, I my dream would be. And a lot of this tech is out there, but again, like you said, do I have the time, the availability, and just the effort to do it? Um, I'd love to build an app that was not just for my team to check, clock in, clock out, the whole basics of you know payroll and all that basics infrastructure app, kind of like a Chick Fil A app does. You know, they go through their basic videos in order to clock in. You got to be able to go through your your online training and all that. But beyond the training stuff, I would love for them to be able to look at a very updated incentive and bonus structure, like right on their app and know exactly where it oh, is. Oh, in real time. Real time as a team. Mm. You know, Cause at morning huddle, the whole team shows up and they're like, all right, where are we at? How many days left in the month? What, you know, how much more per day, blah, blah, blah. But then a lot of them also have individual incentives on top of the team incentives. So it'd be awesome to have like their own, like Fort Bend dental, dental Intel type scenario but it was more trackable to that. And I know someone will tell me, well, look at Dental Intel. No, because these incentives are very specifically tracked. Well, I like this because it's game. It's doing two things. Do I, you show me the incentive. I'll show you the outcome, right? right? As, as Munger says, and then two, you're gamifying it in real time, as opposed to a, a lag indication of what they've done. It's like, well, let's, let's see how it is. 15 days later, let's see what I did. You know, it's real time action. Absolutely. That creates I've, movement. And I think I think that's freaking really neat. A dynamic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love so it. So the next time you are at Chick-fil-A and you pull up to that point where the door slides open and they're walking in and out and going crazy, look inside. They have the scoreboard mm. of real time how it's it's like nine squares. Yeah. And there may be one shift that goes over to have another two or three, but it's average dollar per order. How many orders per day? Average time from order to delivery. Oh, a it dashboard? They have a dashboard? That is oh, yeah. visible right there in front of everybody. That's and shameful. It was fascinating when I saw that it. it fast food has it and, and dentistry doesn't. And That's we don't. shameful. Yeah. It was well, incredible. Listen, a chicken sandwich is always going to be a chicken sandwich. A cleaning can turn into, like, I brought my four dentures that don't fit with me. You know, people, yep. the problem is people can't select their problem. So we're taught, we're conflating industries where people have the ability to self-diagnose. I want a chicken sandwich. Yes, no. Versus I want a cleaning. You can't have a cleaning. Your teeth are about to fall out. Patients yeah. don't understand what they want. But that's true. I would once, uh, let me say something real quick. Like at the end of my month, when we're down, we hit the third tier at one location instead of the fourth tier notoriously the office manager will stand stand up front and be like that was one night guard a day mm -hmm. to do it like and that's all it was it was a small it was one same day that day of $200 per day that would have gotten everybody the incentive and the bonus or but she had the data in hindsight is what you're saying correct as yeah. opposed to putting it at their fingertips and saying whoa 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 guys we only have 2 hours left in the day we can knock out and catch up on yesterday was behind. And so today, yeah, you know, if we do night guards every day, one more night guard every day, right? Look at your patient base. Then we hit tier four. That's it. 
Yeah, right? I do love, this, I get that. this, change your oh, inputs. Sort of an annual goal, input. right? Like, hey, we're tracking annual. It's really hard to kind of track. Like, <clears> Dwight, <throat> what would what would have to happen? So Chick-fil-A has obviously got it. That's a software. Maybe they developed it themselves. What what would have to happen for real-time data? Like, is this a pipe dream or is this is this? No, no, no. This is very doable. This is more of not on the cost scenario or whether the technology is available. It is the time an effort, do you put time and effort to growing and focusing on scaling your businesses or you focus on that? To me, I'm learning that if I focus on that, that's a stronger foundational time. Like Trey and I grew a lot, focused on a lot last year. And at the beginning of this year, we've both been talking about the fact that both of us are auditing our systems right now mm-hmm. because we want to continue to grow and build, but we want to make sure that we're not adding on top of kind of weaker legs, right? Of a foundation. And this is one of those things that maybe we focus on building something like this to be able to say, hey, and then on top of that, you add onboarding videos and, you know, kind of a trannial type thing or things like that. It, it, that's what allows you to scale at a very high level, you know, and the truth is I've been in some of these DSOs uh, headquarters where, you know, they've got 40,000 square feet of just operations locations and every department, whether it's the phone center or the AR revenue cycle managers or things like that, they've got, you know, screens on the walls and they're telling them what the goals are for the day and what they're tracking and how many phone calls need to be made and all this. And it, it, people do this at scale, but it's just interesting to me that it's it would make such a difference to my team to create something for them to win as opposed to just solely focusing on, hey, where's dental intel? Here's all paralysis by analysis, so much information. I love this I love it. to know that they're winning individually and as a team. Yeah. Imagine like catching someone using their phone in their office instead of your employees looking at Instagram, they're looking at the dashboard for them, right? Like yep. that would be that you talk about another Holy grail. That would be super neat. You're allowed to use your phones today. People, no problem. Right. Right, Dwight, you brought something up, how you and Trey are in, 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 it reminded me of something Naval said, right? You guys were saying how you're, you're in a, a, a re-auditing mode, so to speak. And he, he talks about, you want to, you know, the, the, the entrepreneur should train for what they're about to do. They should sprint to where they want to go. They should rest and then they should reassess and then they should start again. Amen. And, and, and that's kind of where you guys are in the reassess mode of like, all right, let's, let's recal, let's, let's, let's take inventory of what we've done. Um, Trey, do you have one or you want me to go? So the next, the next big thing I have, which is a, basically what y'all have all touched on a, a version of that, uh, it's integration. So something like a, a, a app from what Dwight's talking about has mm-hmm. to pull data from somewhere. And if that, that place it's pulling isn't a conveniently integrated software that has all that data compiled together, mm-hmm. it's harder to do. It's the same concept of, you know, look at all the platforms we have, look at all the things that we have, but take it further and add AI as a layer on top of it. So go back to my initial, you don't have a, a, you don't have a receptionist, but what you do have is facial recognition that Mm -hmm. recognizes the person that walks in the door already has combed for social media, anything that they have along the lines of what they've done, do all that. They know their name. They know everything they've done recently. And it's all compiled and and put into your little practice management software that now can be handed to you before they even get down to the chair. So essentially a Jarvis for dentistry kind of thing, right? Meaning like something that just like, it just tells you all. It's just, yeah, it's just, and it's integrated because that's actually, I love that. that. 
So I, one of mine, Trey, another kind of piggybacking on your idea, another one that I wanted to try, and I, I beta tested this probably in 2015, and I loved the result. I, again, I can't, I, I can't attribute growth to it directly, but I had an intern that said she wanted to work for me, and I put her on. I said, go follow every one of our patients in our patient database. Go follow them on social media. Find out what they're doing. You know, if they're going to the beach next week and they're excited about it, send them some AD, send, send them some swag, some beach towels, right? Just like that that jab, jab, right hook thing that Gary V talks about, or maybe it was the the thank you economy that he talks about. Um, additionally, to your point, Trey, you said something about influencers. I wanted to put her on, hey, once you find someone who's got a couple thousand influencers, look and see A, if they're legit, look at their info. And then, and then B, notify me of that so that I can have a conversation about something they may want, right? So do you want whitening or you maybe some Invisalign or a discount here? Let me try to, let me try to leverage that inside my community of the people who have a micro megaphone. Um, and that was kind of fun, quite honestly, but it, it took a lot of time, but it was really interesting to, I think that would be really important if you're wanting to grow your practice organically in the beginning, right? Where you don't have a lot of new patients, right? You don't have a big patient base. You have more time than money. You can look at who's coming in and saying, Hey, if I do this crown for half off, will you promote me three times on your social to the, all the soccer moms that go to this rich country club? Yeah, I'd love to that kind of thing, right? Thinking innovatively as a business person, as opposed to like, sorry, no deals. I'm a, I'm a startup business, no deals, you know? So I, I guess I don't have a crystal clear definition of what I would look for in that, but it was one person that was dedicated almost to like what you're saying, Trey, someone who was like Jarvising that looking up their social media, handling them, making sure they arrived. Is their car about to pull up in our parking lot kind of thing? Which, um, that's too much work, but AI will do it. AI fast. will do it, yeah. Hey, everybody. Registration is now open for our seventh annual summit. Is that right, Peter? Our seventh? Seventh. That's yeah. crazy. That so great. this time at the beautiful JW Marriott Camelback at Scottsdale, Arizona, you can immerse yourself in innovation, inspiration, unite your team, which is most important, and at the same time, earn 16 CE credits. Renew your practice, transform your life, June 14th and 15th. Registration's now open. Don't delay. These things always sell out. This one will as well. Go to bulletproofsummit.com. Two days that will redefine your practice life. We guarantee it. Wow. I wasn't expecting this to be, I mean, I knew I would like the AI. I wasn't expecting you, uh, I wasn't expecting you, Trey, to be bringing up AI so much today. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. There's okay. no shade on that. No. No, I have I'm a question it, no. at, the, at the sake of being ridiculed because I feel like, um, you know, I came out swinging, so I, I deserve all this. My question is, um, you know, Gal we, we start off with Galloway and Galloway mentioned something on the podcast. He's like, you know, and he said it casually, and I don't know how to implement this or even if it exists right now. He says, AI should know that I am going to Florida next week because it booked yeah. my ticket. And it should know that when I go to Florida, I typically go to Spodak Dental Group. It should know and Spodak should be calling me right now to set up an appointment. Does at this particular moment, we don't have anything as a plugin that would allow to do something like that at this particular moment, correct? At this, because, because, and what interface is that? Like, so it's obviously it's probably a Google product because your Gmail knows, you know, it knows, 
like for me and my maps on my Google maps, it says you probably <clears throat> like this place. Like when I'm traveling, it gives me recommendations of restaurants because I've rated other things. This is like an mm-hmm. 87% match. So that predictive model. You're like for, your own personal algorithm. Essentially, yeah. Just right? your, your barred personal assistant There's or whatever you want to call it. There's some cool shit out there now. One of them's called Clay. And it doesn't work well for me because I'm a deleter. So I know that I, I have zero inbox, zero text message. I have nothing on it. But if you save your shit, Mm. And you can upload it into this. And I've seen I've seen one guy that did this exceptionally well. He he actually has all of his contacts, all of his emails, all of his text messages. He uploaded onto this program. And now it is now searching all of his stuff, going through, compiling it using AI. And if he went in, which he showed me at one point, he said, I'm meeting with, you know, John later today. Tell me, uh, you know, give me a bulletproof list of his interests and what I need to talk about Let's to really gain his there. attention. And it goes like that and said john has a ranch uh he loves spending mm-hmm. time at his ranch that's uh, where he does it and he likes meaningless tasks as a de-stressor so bring up these this this and this and you will you will connect fastest and so you have something like that but it's not that particular it's like a one crm doesn't troll right theirs. customer relationship management and it's looking for that it's aggregating that data um awesome. you got it and yeah. it's then creating somewhat of a you know, a language model that is able to give you something back on the data you give it Craig is right in that there's no talking to our practice management software at that scale. But I do think that by our practice management softwares and our practices using things like local med and things of that nature, I think that's where that's going to get picked up at some point in time. Like I know that there's a lot of discussion that your Alexa in your home and all those other things, like when when you're speaking to them, they're they're now going to collaborate with local med, for example, to schedule online. So what they're going to say is, is I need a dental appointment. I just broke a tooth and it's going to correlate how close your house is when the next possible available appointment Mm -hmm. is or a crown and they're going to see it. And so if you don't have local med or if you don't have open slots on for same day dentistry on local med that are set aside, like we did, like then there's no inner you're saying there'll be no interface yeah, if that's, you don't that, have that that's my question like because obviously eagle soft or something like that. <laughs> right yeah so obviously google could predict and say you're going to florida you know it's been six months and one day since you're cleaning we see that you regularly go every six months but the interface it'll leave you it'll just leave you but maybe google assistant then can then say would you like us to do that like remember that video that the ceo of google did so, and then they, you can actually have someone calling your office with google more assistant. important thing would be like they have an available appointment at 2 p.m which is you know the next day after you arrive and before you have your event at that night would you like call home so the takeaway is, Greg, this isn't a dental-specific innovation, but what, it, but what I hear you saying is this is going to happen, right? If it doesn't exist already, and I don't think it does exist, but it's going to evolve just like we've talked about. Six months, give it, and it'll, it'll be here. So me as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I'm thinking, cool, that's going to arrive. That's going to be a thing. How do I make sure that, that my business is ready, willing, and able when that does arrive and becomes mainstream, Right make sure I don't have any chokeholds in, in my processes that prohibit it. Right. Dwight, like you're saying, there may be, there may be some tech I need to look at. There may be, uh, some process I need to look, I don't know. Right. But like, yeah, some protocols, like leaving the very minimum, the interface at the very minimum, the interface that Google can then, or the, whatever the AI generating predictive model is going to interface with. 
But I mean, at the end of the day, even if we don't have that, Google Assistant will use their bot to say, hi. Um, yeah, they'll call uh, the know, phone. They'll, they'll call, call the phone. phone. Yeah, and you've yeah, heard yeah. that. Like, hi, I'm looking for an appointment for a hair. You know, and Monday. It, yeah, right. Monday. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we don't have, we have an onus responsibility to, to provide some level of interface, but AI will fix that. <laughs> You'll have robots talking to our $21 an hour employees. So the, so whoever's most efficient, I mean, look, when, when they change the labor laws, these are all great. Like when they raise the minimum wage from blank to blank, it just means more automation. I haven't gotten to McDonald's in a long time, but I've heard that in big cities, there are no, they're not people at McDonald's now. There's like an interface, like the kiosk. I just love the fact that we focus so much on a bot calling a human. Hmm. But my belief system is kind of like where Trey was going with the check-in and check-out digital. I I think it's it's the wrong direction. I think the idea of a bot, by the time a bot is fully calling a human for an appointment, that bot is talking to a bot. So I don't think there's going to be a phone call. I think they're going to go straight to local med and find the only opening at that hour that you want to get in at. And dental offices like ours are going to leave chairs completely open to be able to accommodate the influx of same day dentistry that comes mm. from this type of digital interaction to create new patient spots for them. And I think that's, you're right, Dwight, there will be, ultimately that's what will happen, but there will be a time period in where we're in that living in that hybrid zone, right. Yeah. For a, a two year kind of period where, where that disruption occurs. Um, you know, I, I, I bring- figured out my, I figured out my answer, by the way. Um, and it's okay. a credit to Dwight at the at the Park City Mastermind uh, retreat from last week. You know what you said, Dwight didn't really fully land on me until later. Like you know, I, you said something about the mid level provider, and we were talking about Ronnie Kalasha's um, practice model out in LA. Right. And and um, I'm thinking to myself, like in my office, my doctors get, and I love them; they all work really hard. But if I'm being fully transparent. Most of the Invisalign and clear aligner therapy that gets put into their hands is through the work of auxiliaries. Case in point, a lot of my doctors on maternity leave and stuff like that will do 10 and 15 Invisalign cases during the three months they're away. And it's it's wonderful for them because it's massive levels of compensation. But I do agree with you, Dwight, that the mid-level dental provider taking the cue from medicine or big brother or older brother, I should say, um, I think that's going to really be expanded. And um, I see that what prompted trend. that conversation. Wasn't it talking about well, how like, was hygienists that, do a lot Ronda of Kalasha. anesthesia? Well, no, okay. it, was, it was Ronda Kalasha saying like, hey, here's what I do. Um, it's a fixed amount. It's blah, blah, blah. And everybody's really happy. And then Dwight's like, you know, and then Dwight expanded it to say mid-level provider. And look, we, we outside of doing the ClinCheck, placing the attachments, monitoring outside of the IPR, most of it is really, is mostly mm-hmm. assistant driven. So imagine like, you know, office partners and owners of office get the Invisalign and then mid-level providers have an opportunity to go from 20 to $30 an hour. That's massive. Or 30 Craig, to 20 to 50. So. Do you remember, Dwight, I want you to comment on that, but do you remember we're sitting in Cabo a year and a half ago and AI was just coming up and I said, break down the constituents of what you feel the compensation of a dentist. Do you guys remember all this conversation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember right, the artist yeah. versus diagnostician that, yeah. versus yeah. And so now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing this this really come to fruition, right? Um, I was and, right. I fell asleep, but yes, uh, right. exactly. Remember that. And I think what was interesting about it is is that we were really comparing the mid level provider model, its emergence into our industry, the way it was in healthcare, right? The mm-hmm. way. 
nursing became and PAs became in particular and how they took over. And so I was trying to help the team understand all the mastermind understand like crowns or, or crowns and above might stay in your realm for the next 10 years. Right. But everything underneath, I mean, most of those doctors were already aligned. They were, they were able to let their assistants fill their fillings and kind of do, you know, there's so much more that can be done. And then these auxiliary things that we're spending a lot of paying a lot to doctors. The question is, is why are the doctors getting paid for it when the team is really the ones that we're paying their payroll to do it? Um, you know, it's, it's a different dynamic. It's kind of like right now, our hygienists on assisted hygiene, right? They have to pay for their assistance because their assistants help them produce. Well, then if your doctors are on maternity, but they're making money off of the Invisalign cases, they're making entrepreneurial profit, it, then they should yeah. be paying for their team or it should go to the house one thing or another. And so it just started to blend and create an opportunity for us to better understand what's coming our way. And I, I think, mm. I, well, think it's a, I don't it's, think it affects quality of patient care either. It does affect one thing. It affects average doctor compensation, which kind of goes back to that the podcast I had with Dr. Edgar from ADA. You're seeing, you know, median dental salary flattening, dental expenditures going up into the right, and dental costs going up into the right. So the dentist, the dentist who's a non-owner associate, which is most that seem I think most now, um, they're they're the ones that get, that get squeezed if, as things go to mid-level providers. I think. Do you, do you guys agree with that or no? Yeah. And it's the same in, in medicine in that way. And you have to be focused on trying to develop your skills into things. What I, what I have seen in healthcare, and I know you all would agree with me, is you saw doctors then hyper-specialize. And now you've got 15 ways to correct an Achilles. You know, people have come up with better strategies and better medicine it's not that it always went well, you know, it's kind of hard because <clears throat> at the mass level, everybody needs to see a doctor and they all want to see a doctor, but really they're going to see a nurse and then a nurse practitioner and then a PA. And really when you need to, you really need to see the doctor. And I understand that, but it did push people and it will push doctors to move into a realm of being able to be more comprehensive care or more niche providers in quality types of care. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And my, that's my, well, opinion. I, yeah. So think of it this way. <clears throat> Dwight, you mentioned that you think this this is not going to affect uh, patient care. I would I would go so far as to say it improves patient care because nobody disruption and innovation doesn't happen by catering to the average. That doesn't happen. Right. So you when you sit down and push forward and you have people that then elevate, like Dwight's saying, or or niche down to a more specific aspect of things, or grow a bigger business, or learn how to leverage with mid level providers. What ends up happening after that and more people catch on is an increase of the level of care provided. So it will be a positive thing, not a negative thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, in an effort of time, do you guys, do you guys have any more? I've got, I've got just one more that, that I'm going to take it back to kind of a grassroots um, level. What do you got? Do you guys, I guess let me start with a question. Do you guys get a lot of patient, new patient referrals from physicians? We get a, a, a you'd have to define a lot. We get them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, enough where you're like, oh, that was, that's cute. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just interesting, you know, as I, as I look at kind of living in a metro area and I'm like, ah, oh, there's, there's, I go to a concierge doctor. There's so many concierge doctors. There's so many surgeons happening. There's big hospitals. Why aren't we getting from a CYA 
perspective, why aren't we getting more surgical clearances, right? Do, do, do surgeons know that they, that's probably a liability that would help them have a more successful surgical outcome? If they could get, if they knew that there was not the existence of periodontal pathogens that are, you know, anaerobic, you know, stuff that, like that. So A, I think that's a market for kind of creating awareness to your local physicians. I was taking it a step further and I was like, okay, going back to Dwight, you were saying the box thing, right? And, and something we actually have referral pads for physicians and, and some other dentists who don't do sedation in our town. I was thinking, how cool would it be to send out a box? And in that, it would be, I don't know if you guys have seen these, but I love, I'm big on these, these LCD brochures that you can get, like disposable LCDs, and they have a box that you can open and it'll start playing a video automatically, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't get past the gatekeepers in surgical offices. Shit, you can't get past them in dentistry, right? Yeah. So to get to the doctor who's going to make the decision to then talk to the patient, I'll imagine a video, here's a box, it's nice, it's black, it looks like a black Amex box. And you open it up and all of a sudden it's a five minute video from your practice saying, hey, doc, just wanted you know that we're here for surgical clearance. Also, as you know, without having a, a, a healthy mouth, it's really impossible to have perfect health. And so as a matter of fact, I'd love to do this complimentary salivary testing on you so that you could see the different level of dentistry that we're providing come in for a complimentary visit. So the average physician has probably how many patients, Dwight? Average physician? You said physician? Physician, yeah. Yeah, uh, a few thousand. A couple thousand, Yeah. right? Wouldn't that be amazing if that was automatically, if you could impress the medical community, which I know sometimes they say, oh, those are just dentists. Right. But wouldn't that be amazing if you could step up to that level of, huh, interesting. I thought dentistry was done all the same. Apparently, it's not being done that way anymore. It is, it is my responsibility to tell the patients, hey, and that's a good idea. I probably should get some surgical clearance on things like that, right? I probably should talk about like, you know, your blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. When's the last time you had a cleaning, right? You're right. right. You have inflammation. So just thinking outside the box of like, man, that's an untapped thing because we don't get it. I mean, we get some with physicians because Sharissa does is like, she's like a, you know, periodontal doctor. And um, so she, she has some concierge that refer to her, but I was like, how do we scale this up to make it, to make it, to differentiate ourselves? But I'm with you because most of the time when we get, uh, you know, a referral from some doc and it comes or the patient comes in and says, Hey, I need to do my, my knee and I got to do this or whatever. And I need you to go ahead and I don't know, but they wanted me to see a dentist and blah, blah, blah. And I, the docs are always like, Oh, wow. Finally, you know, they paid attention as opposed to being like, why aren't we proactively pursuing that? Because they all got that training, but I've, they are a model of production as well. And they're trying to get patients in and they don't want to- had holistic doctors, Dwight, send, not dentists, holistic doctors send in patients and say, I need you to remove all their film, all their amalgams. And you're looking at their mouth and it's like, there's 12 of them here. Uh, okay, sure. We can do that. Right. And so, so, and you're right. And there's zero friction in enrollment, meaning that just like to your point of the knee, that patient comes in, your, your docs are clapping because they know like this patient, this patient is going to abide with all the recommendations in their best interest. Same they with that, same with that removal of the amalgams. It wasn't, it wasn't a question of if we're doing this, it's like, how do we do this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just, just again, I, I'm, I wanted to think outside the box if time or money were no object and I could sit around and just, you know, this was the premise of the pod is to give some people some, uh, some things. But I enjoyed I- it guys. What you said is a low-hanging fruit, 
that's yeah. not thought about. And that's kind of the fun stuff is when you're thinking about something that really is a low hanging fruit. You guys want to hear, you guys want to hear a final business idea that's not related to dentistry, but it is related to teeth. Okay. Craig, you ready for this? Oh, I can't wait. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Imagine with me for a second. Okay. If those of you who have, you've, we've all had kids, right? We know that they lose teeth at certain increments, right? Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but the tooth fairy in my house has been pretty freaking stressful. Holy shit, they lost a tooth. I forgot. Did you put something under the pillow? No, did you? I thought you were doing it. Kid wakes up and it's like, shit, I don't believe in this anymore, right? The tooth fairy is a thing. What about, what if there was a kit that said that automatically had, was a custom tooth fairy kit that you could buy as a child gift? <laughs> and it was pre-done for you, right? It was, it was the first tooth. There I it think is. You, I Second think your modafinil's wearing off. Oh man. I, I think it's a great idea. The tooth fairy. The I like, it's like the box. elf on the shelf kind of thing. Yeah, yes. It's a wide addressable, by the by the way, everybody, someone's going to take one of these ideas and make it and huge. A zillionaire. So we're going to put in a legal disclaimer. The aforementioned mm. podcast contains protected and or copyrighted materials. <laughs> Any individual that pursues this pursuant to section 5.7 of the Modafinil Code of Ethics from Peter <laughs> is hereby entitled to cons- compensatory damages. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that I just think about that. I'm like, that'd be so cool if someone had just developed a kit. I could have put this, I could have gone to the drawer, grabbed tooth number two, put it under the thing, and oh, a magical two dollar bill you got, Brax. Look at yeah, this. I love it. Right? With sparkly fairy dust on it, already built in. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, addressable guys, market, addressable market's huge. Huge. A buyback program when they turn 11 and hey, lose their last baby if the tooth, dentist is stressed out by the tooth fairy, I'm sure that 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 uh, that mere mortals are as well, right? I mean, people that aren't in that in that business of of teeth, or maybe it's the cobbler's kids have no shoes kind of thing. Who knows? But um, you're <laughs> right, so Craig. True. <laughs> maybe the modafinil is wearing. Yeah. Well, perfect time uh, to close, guys. Th- appreciate everybody's uh, time today. That was great. I'm really happy hmm. to have been a guest listener. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a great one. <laughs> you provided right. great laughs and good times. You are always, Craig, the counterbalance. I appreciate it. Okay, buddy. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Awesome. You Take care, guys.